Would you rather have great distance off of the tee or great accuracy off the tee? If you had asked me that a year ago, I would have said accuracy all of the time. But given the fact that my game was pretty much non-existent in 2022, I decided that I needed to make some changes. So today's podcast is going to deal with driver distance versus driver accuracy. And I'm going to share with you one simple change that I made to my setup that was holding me back from a 25-yard gain off of the tee. It's crazy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Rough Golf Podcast, episode number 30. I'm your host, Jake Harris. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope everybody out there is having a fantastic day, or if it's early morning when you're popping this bad boy in and going for your run or on your way to work, maybe you're out there on the practice range and you're working on your swing Thank you for letting me come along for the ride. Now, I want to talk about some of the struggles I had with my old driver, maybe put this into perspective as to why I decided to focus on gaining some distance for my game for the 2023 season. Now, my previous driver was a uh, Titleist 915D3, uh, had a Diamana um, 70 gram stiff flex shaft in it, and I was just continually slicing or hooking this driver off the tee. I just, I could not figure it out why, but my major miss was a high ballooning slice to the right. Okay. So with that ballooning flight, I realized, Hey, I got a problem here and maybe my swing is just, it's just jacked up. You know, something's, something's going way wrong. I couldn't get the ball past 275 yards total, which for the way I was swinging just felt like I was missing some distance, you know, something isn't, isn't clicking. So I decided instead of, you know, just throwing money at the problem and going and trying, you know, a bunch of different driver heads and all this kind of crazy stuff, I would just go to a pro. And I always advise that if you're a beginner golfer or new to golf and you're just getting started, do not spend a ton of money on equipment thinking that will solve your problems. I always, always, always advocate Go to a golf pro and have them make an assessment of your swing to make sure that you've got the fundamentals down and that you are putting the correct swing on the ball before you go and spend, you know, crazy amounts of money on golf equipment that you may not need thinking it's going to, you know, correct everything. You know, and I'm talking about training aids too. I would much rather have a pro tell me, you know, okay, your swing is, you're you're too much um, uh, outside to in and the, the face is open at address, so that's why you're slicing the ball uh, the way you are, you know. So I'd much rather make sure that everything is right with my swing before I start going into the deep end of equipment changes and or training aids to help me, you know, with drills or whatever. So I went to this pro, and he was like, okay, I see your problem here. He said, I want you to slow down your swing speed. I want you to make a few adjustments with your grip. And I want you to try to suck in your elbow a little bit so you can get a little more of an uh, in-to-out swing path, and that will will benefit you. Well, I did that, slowing my swing speed down. Everything seemed to work better. The ball flight was still very, very high, and I still could not get the ball past that 275, maybe 280 during dry conditions, uh, but I still couldn't get it past that uh, for my yardage off the tee. So I felt like you know, there was something missing because I felt like I could push the ball farther out than that. Well, I decided to just take the pro's advice and, you know, you know, drill that swing into me so that I could uh, replicate that every single time, just a repeatable swing. So 
I did what he said, slowed everything down, set up correctly, got my grip right, and I practiced that on the driving range. I used that when I was in play, and I did that for over six months because it was kind of the tail end of last year when I did that uh, um, training with him, and it just did not work. It would not work. I play golf over the winter uh, as well, and it just, you know, through this winter, I was just not getting the distance that I wanted to, especially with the reduced rollout because everything's so soggy and wet. And given that I had originally, when I first met this guy, said, you know, I want accuracy over distance because I was having so much trouble with a terrible high slice, just, you know, 250 yards and all the way over in the adjoining fairway. It was, it was terrible. So we got that dialed in and I was a lot more accurate. My dispersion was better, but I didn't like the ball flight and I didn't like the distance. So at that point, I realized I'm held back because... I can't get out there to where I can use a higher lofted club like a wedge and get into the green a little more easily versus using a, a lower lofted club like a seven iron to make it to the green. So, you know, I, I wanted to reduce that distance from uh, tee to green with a longer drive and I just could not do it. So once I realized that accuracy, whether or not you're in the middle of the fairway, or you're in the rough, it's a huge difference if you're in the middle of the fairway and you're using a you know seven or an eight iron to get into a green, versus you're in the rough and you're using a you know a 54 degree sand wedge or maybe an approach wedge at a 50 degree or something like that. That's a huge difference. Okay, that's a completely different shot. Puts you in a different mindset entirely. And not to mention those wedges are actually by design easier to hit based off of physics and science. Now, I'm not going to get too deep into that because I'm not a, a science guy, but I do understand that they are easier to hit. Okay, Higher lofted clubs are easier to hit the ball, and the ball tends to naturally go straighter. So you don't have to contend with, oh, I sliced it, or I hooked it, or anything like that with your, your lower lofted irons. Okay, Now, I was a big proponent of accuracy over distance and really thought that the bomb and gouge technique that the pros use, you know, driver, wedge, putter, was was kind of like uh, there was no art form in the game, you know. And I'm not necessarily uh, in disagreement with that at the pro level. I would like to see more iron play on the tour, uh, both PGA and Live, but uh, had you asked me as an average golfer which one was better, distance or accuracy, I would have said accuracy. But I, I realized over the 2022 season, you know, working on my swing and being frustrated that I just I couldn't get into a better position um, when I'm trying to get green uh, on the green, I realized I needed more distance. So uh, for 2023, I'm going to strictly focus on gaining distance off of the tee um, through my irons and everything like that to see if that doesn't better my game and uh, lower my handicap. So everybody knows that today's golf game is all about distance. Okay, that's that's the name of the game. If you look at any driver commercial out there, it's all about distance. In my previous podcast, I talked about them wanting to uh, the the governing bodies wanting to roll back the distance of the golf ball because the pros are just hitting it so far you know average driving distance on the PGA Tour is 292 currently it hovered around 300 last year for the 2022 season so um, you know it, it's a distance game you know forgiveness the the funny commercial with Rory McIlroy and the tailor made stealth plus two or whatever it's called um, 
perfect example. They, these companies are selling you distance. Callaway Paradigm, same thing. But golf is a distance game. And hitting that higher lofted club after you've ripped you know, a, a drive 300 plus yards means that you're going to have a better shot at having that, uh, having less room for error, you know, like I've got a serious fade or a, or a slice hook, or I mean, or a hook or whatever. Um, instead, you've got a, a wedge into the green. You're with a wedge swing. You're typically not trying to put the same amount of speed or force into it as you would say a, a, an iron or a driver, and or even a fairway would. And uh, that's certainly true, at least for my game. I don't know about for yours, but I slow my wedge. Uh, swing down because wedges are more of an art form and you don't have to go after it with you know hawk-like strength so you, you it just makes the uh, situation better as a whole for your approach shot if you've got a wedge in versus a, a seven or an eight iron so there's something that you have to think about and not only that if you play like a piercing trajectory or a low ball flight with your irons imagine trying to stick a fast green with a seven or an eight iron um, if you have a low trajectory, that's going to be super hard. So that would change, you know, how you'd have to, to play that. Maybe you'd have to go with a, a, a nine iron and try to run it up there. And that's a totally different way that you'd have to learn to play golf. So I see the benefit of distance now and I understand and uh, I've learned the error of my ways and realizing that accuracy with the driver is not the most important factor in today's golf. Really, it's distance. You've got to get it out there to be competitive. And I believe that's what's holding my game back. And it's obvious in the pro game that that's what most people are searching for. And I'm not talking Bryson DeChambeau distance with 200 mile an hour ball speeds. No, no way. Not talking about that. I'd like to, you know, on average be driving 300 plus um, fairly easily without having to think about it or having to put any extra on it. You know, 300 would be a very solid number for me in the courses I play, and so that's my goal to get to. Average driving for me, 300 yards would be fantastic. And that's total distance, guys. I'm not talking carry. I'm talking total distance. So, uh, of course, there's going to be some run out. I do play softer courses. So something we'll have to take into consideration. Now, I wanted to tell you guys how, you know, this, this one thing in my... Uh, driver setup was costing me significant yardage off the tee. An average of 25 yards is what I was giving up because of this one problem, you know. And I mention this because maybe some of you have the same problem. Maybe some of you don't even know you have this this problem because I certainly didn't because everything that I had read and tried to, you know, decipher what was going on with my swing even went to the pro and he didn't notice it. Uh, you know, that tells me that uh, maybe some of you guys want to look in your bag and see if it's, uh, you know, you're playing the correct clubs because that's what my problem was. I was not playing the correct clubs. You know, again, I focused on accuracy and not so much distance and I had to slow my swing speed down and it just did not feel natural to me. Uh, so I didn't like that. Didn't like that at all. Felt like I was limiting myself and I don't want to put a governor on this uh you know, this golfing powerhouse here. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not a great golfer, but I do want to be able to swing a swing that I feel comfortable with. So what did I decide to do? Well, after uh, scouring internet articles and trying to, you know, diagnose what was going on with my swing, I knew that I had the mechanics down right when I went with the pro. And, and he told me, okay, this is what you need to work on. 
But what I didn't realize is I didn't have the correct equipment. So my old driver was a Titleist 915 D3, had the Diamana uh, 70 gram stiff uh, flex shaft. And I decided to compare that with some other clubs at my local club shop. So the golf store I go to, he's got uh, used clubs and that's just, that's the section I gravitate towards because I'm not paying $600 or $550 plus tax for a driver. It's just ridiculous. So I go to the, the used section and I see what he has to offer. So I, you know, try a bunch of different heads. I'm hitting the, the uh, TaylorMade Sim. I'm hitting Callaway. I'm hitting Cobra, all of it. And in the stiff, uh, in the stiff flex shaft and they just don't feel 100% right. So I say, you know what? I'm going to try an extra stiff. And previous to this, I'd always thought to play extra stiff, you had to be a tour level baller. You know, you had to be a super strong tour level player. And uh, that's just, that's just not the case. Because when I started hitting the extra stiff flex, it felt totally different. The shaft felt stable. And I loved that feeling. The, the Titleist driver that I had, that shaft was just, it was kind of whippy, you know, and it would load weird. And when I mean load, for some of you new golfers out there that don't quite understand, there's a lot of flex and bend in the shaft. So it almost feels like when you're swinging, the club head isn't keeping up with the natural movement of your swing. And I don't like that at all. Some golfers thrive off of that and love that feeling. But I've never liked that feeling. I want something to keep up with my uh, my natural swing motion. And what was happening, what I realized is happening, was that everything I'd read on, online said that if your, you know, your shaft flex isn't correct, your ball's going to go off to the left. Well, my ball never went off to the left. It would sometimes start left, but then it would go way right. And I realized what was happening is I was swinging so hard that the shaft had so much flex in it the club face was staying open through impact even though my hands were already turned. I felt like I was having to turn them over significantly, almost like I was trying to play a hook intentionally to get the ball to not fade. And then again, it would still have this high ballooning flight. So it took me a while to realize that that's what was going on, you know. And I know some of you out there are saying, well, you know, silly, why didn't you just go to a, a club uh, fitter and have them, you know, fit you for clubs? Well, money. Okay, it's expensive to get fit for clubs. Luckily, I found a place that uh, will do just club fitting. You don't have to buy a new set of golf clubs. They'll just tell you, you know, your uh, suggested um, shaft, flex, and all that kind of stuff. And it's around $50 for the total fitting, which I would, if you guys can find that, I would highly recommend that if you're a beginner golfer and you're struggling. Let's say you've been playing for six months and you, you've got, you know, ball flights all over the place and you're wanting to try to bring some of that back into, uh, you know, into a controllable orbit. I would recommend you looking for a club fitting experience, but not necessarily go and buy new clubs. You know, just have the guy say, put you on a, a launch monitor and say, okay, you should be playing this or you should be playing that. And then you can go out and go to eBay like I do and get, uh, you know, affordable uh, clubs that are really, really good just at a, a, a good price. You know, you're not paying out uh, through the wazoo for, and a brand new driver. But I realized that's what was going on. And um, I even went to a higher uh, lofted degree. So I went from 8.5 to a nine degree driver, but I went to that extra stiff shaft. And that is just, it's really changed my game. It really, really has. I'm hitting 25 yards further. Okay. Now my drives are rolling out to 290, 300 instead of can't get past 275. And this is in wet ground. Okay. The, the, 
it's not hard pack yet. It's still wet and soggy. So I'm expecting that I'll be over the 300 mark once the ground gets a little drier and harder and the ball rolls out a little further. Plus, I'm just getting used to this newer driver. Um, if you're wanting to know the brand, then I did a YouTube video on it. You can go over to my YouTube channel at Rough Golf and uh, there is a, a video that I released showing you the new driver and some of the testing I did on the course and it is amazing. It's going to change my game. I really feel that. But, um, you know, a lot of us, we're playing the wrong flex and we don't even know it. You know, some of us are, are you know, and I'm going to say that I've fallen into this category too, are maybe ego golfers, you know, and we're playing a, you know, a stiff or an extra stiff when we shouldn't be, right? It was the opposite in my case. I came out of high school playing a stiff uh, flex shaft, so I thought that's what I needed now. Well, I put on a little bit of extra weight, mostly in the midsection, and I can swing a little harder than I was in high school, and now uh, stiff flex just, it won't keep up, you know. I need something a little bit stouter. So, guys, don't be um, concerned if, you know, you've been to the pro and things still aren't working out. Maybe look into your equipment. Maybe do a deep dive and see, okay, you know, am I playing the correct flex? Are these the right, uh, you know, iron heads for me if you're playing a bladed iron and maybe you need something with a little more forgiveness? Don't be afraid to do that, okay? Ego in golf is not a good thing because... You will never outpace your ego with a golf score, okay? It, it, it will, if you're saying, like, I can only play blades, I can only play an extra stiff, a tour stiff shaft or whatever, if that's it, then be prepared to get hurt on the golf course because you need to play what fits your game and not be ashamed of that, okay? Low scores is all that matters on the golf course, not how you get them, okay? If Not whether you're using a, a senior flex, to, you know, get out there 220 yards and just poke it down the fairway. If you're still making birdies and you're winding up under par at the end of the round, then who's who's crying, you know? Not you, the, the guy who spent a bunch of money on ego clubs and, you know, he shot a 97. So don't be afraid of that if you're a new golfer. Go and uh, just do the fitting experience. Don't buy the clubs. Just pay the 50 bucks. Have them give you some recommendations, okay? Now, uh, one other thing that I want to mention is, um, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into a golf swing, but one thing that I didn't, didn't really understand 100% was tempo, because I thought tempo meant, uh, you know, fast back, fast down, or moderate back, moderate down, or slow back, slow down. No, that's not the case, because I would say that I have a slow to moderate backswing, but my transition is very fast. So once I get to the top, I, I rip down hard. It just feels natural to me, and that's what feels comfortable to me. I know some people probably think that's pretty weird, but uh, and in that transition, the shaft was loading so much under a stiff flex that it couldn't keep up. So, you know, and thinking most online sites will tell you, oh, well, if you think you have a moderate tempo, then you can't play this uh, shaft flex. Well, that's not exactly true. So, that's where fitting comes in, and I see the benefit of it now, especially uh, if you can get into uh, you know, a fitting bay where they're not going to require you to purchase a $500 driver or you know, a $1,000 set of irons. So I also changed my iron set to uh, more of a cavity back design. It's still a bladed sized head, so it's still a small head, but it has a cavity back design. I'll be releasing a YouTube video on those soon, but uh, and I went to... Um, extra stiff shafts, the KBS Tour C tapers, and uh, those feel fantastic. If you guys like a more stout, stable kind of, you know, people, some people say boardier, 
but it just doesn't have the the give that a lot of those other shafts do and i like that it just feels like my swing and my hands it's all one you know nothing's playing catch up or anything like that and i like that so i would recommend doing that if you guys are struggling and you're newer golfers and you don't really know where to start you know if you've been to the pro and you've got your swing corrected and something's still going wrong, it's probably time to look into uh, your equipment and see if there's any changes you can make to, to better that. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Please leave a rating or review to let me know what you think. I would really appreciate it. Definitely helps out the pod. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, keep on swinging.